Bronan, what is best in life? The crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the Zomundo podcast. In the golden age of podcasts, there was but one undreamed of, and unto this Zumundo destined to wear the crown of pop culture upon a troubled brow. You are now listening to Doolin and Keith on the Zumundo Podcast. Welcome to Zumundo Podcast, episode 14. 14. I'm Doolin. And I'm Keith. And we're going to go ahead and jump into some <laughs> pop culture goodness. 14 question mark? 14. Uh, I'm Ron Burgundy. Know, right? <laughs> awesome. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm tired as hell tonight, man. I, I think too. we're both we're both dragging ass tonight, man. Like, I don't know. There's I don't know if it if it's something in the water or something in the air tonight, but I'm just not I sleeping. Can feel it. I can can you feel it coming <laughs> in the air tonight? Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> man uh yeah how's how's uh yeah see you were like we're, we're already, already derailed yeah, we haven't yeah. even started i was gonna ask show you yet. how your week's been but yeah like my week's sleeping. been uh my week's been pretty good kind of sad for reasons that we'll we'll jump into here in just a few it is minutes kind of a sad week. kind of a sad week a little bit man but uh you know the the girlfriend went back to went back to work this week that's cool so there's no more uh no more crazy vacations for me or anything you know like I think there's been I think three episodes this week. We had to like do pre-records because I was out for like yeah. three different weeks. Two weeks, uh, two weeks when I was jumping around out west, and then one week I spent in Key West. We might have to do one pre where I might leave too for a week. Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch! And then know. everybody's leaving. Oh, well, then, so well, good. then, and I'm trying to convince this guy to come to Dragon Con with yeah, me next month. The countdown month, has begun. I know we're less than thirty days out for Dragon Con. For those of you who don't know, Dragon Con is. Uh, it's my Christmas, and and if I'm being like financially responsible, I'm probably not going to go to Dragon Con. But I'm not going to be financially responsible because Dragon Con is my Christmas, as I just said. So like, I get to go and just uh, be a nerd and like d- bust out all my new cosplays for the year and go new cosplays that my, you spend money on that I spend yeah. a lot of that, that I spend some irresponsible geez. money on on costumes, man. No, you know, yeah, this is uh, it's been described to me as as nerdy girl. It is like nerdy girl, um, man. You which I don't just, know if Mardi Gras has anything to do with Christmas. I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> compare it to you, but you know, it's it's apparently a big interesting convention where it's, there's a little bit of big. everything, mm-hmm. from what I understand. So it's it's. Um, you know, it rivals San Diego Comic Con and its uh, size, I would say, in scope. Right? Yeah, it's like spread over several buildings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's spread over. Uh, well, there's there's f- uh, five. Well, there's there's five host hotels, and this wow. all takes place like the huge, huge hotels in downtown Atlanta. So you have like the Atlanta Marriott Marquis, you have the Hyatt, the Hilton, the Sheraton, and the Westin. Wow. So those are all huge. So like, and so you have programming so you have like convention centers so in them and stuff. Have, uh, yeah, kind of like you have like meeting giant meeting rooms and atriums and ballrooms and things like that. Um, in there and there's like multiple floors where you can go hang and party and stuff like that. Like ground zero is always, um, the, the Marriott, which I've stayed at for like the last 10 years. I'm not going to do that I this year. I watched a, um, you watched a video? I watched a video about how that, 
the carpet that was in the Marriott oh, the, is actually the like carpet. a comic. Uh, it's like a camouflage pattern now, and like yes. all kinds of silly stuff. It's pretty pretty. Well, I mean, they they did away with like they they, they finally, got rid of that. They got rid of the yeah. carpet, and there's a lot of people upset, and so they made the cult of the carpet, which is a group of cosplayers that That's make their costumes man. out of like the old cart. There's a ton then, of in, it, there's a ton of inside. Yeah. Jo- I could do an entire yeah. episode. I won't go into uh, it. Obviously, but. you guys can't see it. It's like a crazy blue. With yellow, Lodgepodge. blue and yeah, red, with like yellow yeah, red. markings. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy looking, but uh, if you can look it up, it's pretty pretty funny. But yeah, we're we're doing the countdown to Dragon Con, and I've almost got him talked into coming up for at least a couple of days. Yeah, I want. I don't want to do a week of that. Maybe I mean not that that's a it's, bad thing because there's gonna be some awesome. It'll it'll go stuff. by it'll go by so fast once yeah. you get there, man. Like I get, you'll get there. I get like, winded, you know. I mean, I I always fly up or drive up depending on how I get there on Wednesday and then like leave the following Monday. But like it just okay. it goes so yeah, like a, long a little bit less than a week, but it just goes by so quickly for me. Like I I don't know. It's like oh, crap. It's time to go home now. Again, and, also being you know fiscally responsible, yeah. financially responsible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's quite the endeavor though. There's parades, mm-hmm. uh, superheroes galore, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it sounds pretty neat. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we got that going. Um. Let's go ahead and uh, let's get into some brews, well, news, and reviews. Uh, okay. Well, uh, well before sorry. that's right. Before we get into brews, news, Caveat. and reviews, I want to start. I'm going to start the. Uh, before we before we get up to the highs, we're going to start on the lows, mm-hmm. and I'm going to kind of just. Uh, Say a little, say a little word or two. Um, we lost like not one but two uh, very prominent uh, figures in entertainment. I think we might actually turn this into like a somewhat recurring segment. I don't Hopefully know. Hopefully, it's not that. Be much like, recurring, you know? yeah, yeah. That's you don't. This is the thing you don't. This is the segment you don't want to recur. But we'll call. I don't know. We'll call it like famous farewells or something like that. But uh, um, this uh, first one uh, I'm going to bring out is a uh, singer Sinead O'Connor. Since we last met, passed away uh, only the age well, of fifty six. Yeah, we talked. We talked. We mentioned it for one second. Did we, it, it did we just, mention it, was it last like week that day or something? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, we, we did mention. Oh, we did yeah. mention it last week. Okay. Yeah. All right. Ba- yeah. Barely though. I, I, gosh, this is how tired I. Am. I don't remember talking about it. So uh, yes, yeah, so we lost um, Sinead O'Connor last week. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was a big singer. She sang, um, you know, nothing compares uh, to you. Yeah, that was her big which, thing. I think um, Prince wrote that song. Yeah, oh, she did. Yeah. She did, she did the the cover on, which was you know more well known than the original song. Uh, you know, she had albums in ninety two, ninety four, two thousand, two thousand five, and then she re- released her memoir Rememberings in twenty twenty one. It was, was best selling. Um, and, uh, you know, known a lot for her, uh, her activism. She's a political activist. She yeah, did a lot of things. Time. Um, you know, so I didn't, I didn't really, I, I wasn't really what you would call a fan, but I think like just you know, in, in light of all of her accolades that, uh, that deserves the Zumundo raise your glass toast to Sinead O'Connor. So cheers, Sinead. See you on the other side. Cheers. And uh, finally, we're going to go to um, another sad note. Uh, we're going to talk, and this was this one actually did touch me a little bit, but we're going to talk about uh, Paul Rubens a little bit for this one. Uh, AKA. Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman. Um, we lost him just a couple of days ago, passed away at age 70. Due to cancer. Right? Yeah, he had a six-year silent battle with cancer, so he's been wow. going through this for six years and uh and finally succumb to it and you know and That's listen, a long man, time. yeah i mean and and pb herman man like pb herman touched my life in a major way like i was uh you know i was just a kid um you know and getting up on saturday mornings watching the cartoons yeah, yeah. looney tunes and stuff like that mm-hmm. but there was one guy that told me hey man cartoons are over it's time to go, it's turn turn off the tv and go outside i wish i could and do an impression was... of his voice <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> That's about all I can do. Go outside. Yeah. I know you are, but what am I? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, man, but he had uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse, and it was like the last show on the Saturday morning lineup. And it was also like my favorite one. It was like the biggest, best one. And I even remember there was one time I was like maybe four years old. Yeah. And my oh, mom, wow. that was, that was a long time. and you had to wait, like you had to wait like a whole week to watch like another, you know, to watch another 30 I minute episode of this loved Saturday. Mornings, and so yeah. I, so my mom comes into the, the living room, like she hears me crying in the living room. She's in the kitchen and like, and I'm just like, I'm just like pouring tears. as like, I vaguely remember this and she's like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, Pee Wee's over and I have to wait till next Saturday to see him. <laughs> oh, man. And she was like, oh, my God. And she like, you know, <laughs> sometimes I would want to cry when I left an arcade when I was a kid. Yeah, it was really. so overwhelming. You I mean, just it's, like, it's, it's funny. It's going yeah. away forever. <laughs> This um, is before I understood reality. Yeah, I know. well, I mean, um, it was it was weird, like the things that like really, really upset you with that don't really matter at all. It wasn't I mean? rational at all. Yeah, yeah. But um, so uh, Paul Rubens uh, in his in his earlier days, like he did he's, some, he's he did been some, an entertainer he for a long time. Yeah, so he started like late seventies. He was like, was he a stand up comedian first? Or? He was. Yeah, and it's funny. I'm gonna I'm going I'm going into this. So like he had this. Um, he he was trying to make it as a stand up comic, um, and. That's a really tough business. It is, dude. It is extremely tough. He was trying to make it as a stand-up comic, and he 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 crafted this character called Pee Wee Herman when he was a stand-up comic. And uh, it was kind of what fun. What was the point of Pee Wee? Like that so, was the hardest part to part to like understand. Well, here's, you know? well, here's so, so he crafted he this character so as like unique. His character as a stand-up comic, Pee Wee Herman, was the whole character was just he was a bad comedian. Like that was. That was a whole thing. Like okay. maybe, maybe he's like he tried the he tried the stand up comedy thing. It didn't work. So it's like all right, I'll make a character that is a bad. So comedian. then he just became Gallagher. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, well Gallagher had a shtick, you know. That but was his a, that was a joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, his shtick. Well, and then I think uh, so he made this uh, um, this character where the punchlines just didn't really land. Um, and I think Herman was named after this like spastic kid that he went to school with, like oh. something something Herman. So he actually named named it after like a kid that he knew when he was That's young. That's really funny. Um, yeah. So he took this character, like, and actually started to gain some traction with it and went to Saturday Night Live. He auditioned for Saturday Night Live. In, in character? As, in character, as Pee Wee Herman. And uh, the Saturday Night Live people, like, read it, and they said that uh, his character was never going to make it because he was too similar to another very popular comedian who was coming up say- at the time. Who do you think? I would say, like, Andy Kaufman or something. Not no? Andy Kaufman. Not Andy Kaufman. You're close. Jim Carrey? No, no, this is this, this is, is before, before Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey yeah. Um he was too similar to Gilbert Gottfried, who oh, who's, <laughs> who, we, who's who we also lost not too long hyper ago. Hyper annoying and yeah. yeah. Okay. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of isn't in the same vein, I guess. Gilbert Yeah. So he uh so he he didn't make it into Saturday Night Live. And so he went um he went to Los Angeles and started the Pee Wee Herman show, and this was an on stage. That's kind of show. funny because it's like Saturday Night Live turns you down. You're like, well, I'll just do do my own show. Yeah, that, and that's pretty much what he did. Now, this is way before, uh, way before, like he he started doing like Pee Wee's Playhouse and became like a children's performer. Yeah, although it was child friendly. Okay. Um. So yeah, he, started, he didn't like cuss or anything. No, no, he no, he was a clean comedian for all I know. <laughs> um. But uh, so he started <laughs> doing this at the Roxy thing. Theater in Los Angeles. Yeah. The character gained steam, and then. He got his big break in um, not one, but he was in two Cheech and Chong movies before he, he ever did anything this? else. He was in two Cheech and Chong movies. Which back ones? I, 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 don't, and... I don't remember which ones they were, but I, I mean, I could look them up pretty I easily. I vaguely but... might 
be able to picture so, one of those. Now, all of this is before he had his own TV show. Okay. Um, stage show. Well, actually, no, it's stage show, and bits. I think I think he did get some TV specials at that point. And okay. He got some TV specials. That's how what he gained some popularity. Cable, I guess. What's that? Were they been on cable? I think it was H- I think it was on HBO, HBO or something. Yeah, okay. And that was like the early early days of HBO. Home box office, uh, man. That home box office, dude. HBO was awesome. All that stuff was awesome. Like mm. TV was really cool back in the day. Mm. I know oh, nobody man, I watches to, it now. God, I, mean, I miss it, man. We've got streaming now, you know, but uh, which is kind of like TV now, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, TV was great. TV You'd be was... like, oh, what movie comes on at eight? You still read the TV guide? Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. god, or the newspaper? Yeah. You have to. You have to get the newspaper. Or then a little yeah, bit later yeah. when, which had the little TV guide. A little bit later there. when cable came along, it was the the preview channel, and the, you just the, yeah. How many hours have I wasted watching the preview channel? Sometimes in a hotel they'll still have a preview. channel. Oh my god, I missed the preview. But it's not. It's not the same. It's not the same as it was, man. It had like you would have like the 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 movie previews will play at the top of the. Screen, yep. and at then it would times, just get, and it yeah. was only it would only have to go through like 50 or and you're so waiting channels for like let's be honest you're waiting for like mtv and usa like you're you're waiting for like five channels sometimes thing, uh, yeah you know? sometimes hbo if you HBO, had hbo yeah, or yeah. nickelodeon or I'd, you would or when you didn't have it you would watch just to see what's on yeah like sometimes or there was nothing else to watch watch yeah, you just watch the preview channel <laughs> yeah. i used to fall asleep to the preview channel at night it's crazy wow um so <laughs> Sorry, we, no, we right. kind of went off. That's the right. Um, so, anyways, after make after that character kind of made a splash, then he got Pee Wee's Big Adventure, directed by then unknown director Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yes, the Same one, guy. the only. Exactly. Which just kind of makes sense because it's a weird movie, and I don't mean I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's just very. It's uh, a, it is a weird. It's kind it's of heavily weird, right? stylized. Yeah, it's, and I mean, it's, there's parts in it that are kind of scary for kids. Tim, Tim too, Burton's right? made a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. And it's weird. I mean, he started on the uh, at Disney. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, he, he worked on the uh, the Cauldron, the mm-hmm. one, the Black Cauldron or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that, movie. that was a very controversial film in their mm-hmm. in their lineup. Yeah, and then, then he made Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh, yeah, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, huge hit in 1985, which led him to get his own TV series, Pee Wee's Playhouse. That was 85. That was 85. Pee Wee's Playhouse didn't start up until 1986. Wow, Nintendo's kicking off. Yeah, Pee-wee's I mean that Playhouse. was that Dude, was the time, man. That was the day, wasn't 1987 it? 1987 is arguably one of the best years in music, too. Um, like, yeah, it's it was so, a yeah, good time. Pee Wee's Playhouse ran from uh, 1986 to 1991. Yeah, and then one day Paul Rubens decided to get, decided to go see a movie. Uh, it was very, it was, yeah. it was, yeah. Are we going to talk about that? Oh, wait, I mean, he, we're not going to we're not going to we're not going to jump into pre- it too he's much. Pretty but, well known for that. Yeah, incident, I mean, right? well, I wasn't going to I was going to bring it up. I'm just saying, like yeah. after that was was where his his career took a downward it's, turn, yeah. obviously. So we didn't see or hear from him in a long, long time after that. Um, he but came then, back and did something. He, though, well, like, he came back and he, he did a couple things. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay, he was in. Uh, he had that cameo role in Batman Returns. I was gonna say he's done some um, smaller. He did some voice work, screen stuff. Like he never really completely went away. Yeah. Um. You know, he did some smaller stuff. Um. But then uh, finally, in like the uh, late two thousand, like two thousand nine, he started to make a comeback as Pee Wee Herman yeah, again. I think yeah, he had a Broadway. He had a Pee Wee's yeah. Playhouse Broadway production, which that was isn't huge. Too far off his original show. I would yeah. Imagine. Yeah. Not yeah. too far off from his originally sh- from his original show. And then in two thousand sixteen for Netflix, he did Pee Wee's uh, Big Holiday. Okay. So he had it. So he. He brought the character yeah. back for another movie. I don't think I saw this, but I kind of remember. It's that. it's on Netflix. Yeah. You can watch it. You have to check it out. Um, but anyways, yeah. It, so he had uh, so he had a huge career back when we were kids, and then had a huge resurgence in the later years. And then he was a pretty funny guy. He was he was a very funny yeah. guy, man. Like I, you know, and I'm I'm definitely gonna miss having him around, dude. Um, 
But anyways, so knowing he was he he was soon to pass away, he left this uh, he left this note. Are you gonna read the note? <laughs> what? You're, you, you, no, I'm not going to try to do it. No, you no, were telling I me, said, wouldn't it be funny if you so, tried to read it like Pee Wee? And I'm like, I'm not yeah, going to. Yeah, Pee Wee's got a very distinct I, voice. I, I'm not going like, to try to. like, you know, uh, like, <laughs> Please really accept silly. my apology for not going. See, yeah, that doesn't yeah, even it, sound it, like Pee Wee. Uh, uh, no, sounds like Kermit. <laughs> no, he said, uh, please accept my apology for not going public with what I've been facing the last six years. I've always felt a huge amount of love and respect from my friends, fans, and supporters. I have loved you all so much and enjoyed making art for you. Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman. So that was... Uh, I think it's a pretty touching letter. A great, great, great life as a performer, man. Yeah. And he's, he's going to be greatly I mean, that's got to be scary, too. You know, um, you know, I've, I've met some cancer survivors, and people have obviously succumbed to it in our lives. I mean, that's got to be a... That's a tough fight. Yeah. It's, a, hopefully, it's not one I ever want to do, man. No, I don't. You know, I, I wish that on nobody. You know? Yeah, exactly. So uh, for, for you, Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee Herman, we uh, we raise our glasses to you for a Zumundo toast. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers Paul. Brother. See you on the other side, man. All right. Now that we got this, we got the sad stuff out of the way now, man. Now we can get into Bruce News. All right, news. let's go into Bruce News and Reviews because I'm, I'm depressed now. Let's do oh, it. Oh, man. Thanks. You had something you were going to say I'm there. Like, no, 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 wait. No, no, like, just like Pee Wee's voice. This is just like so iconic, you know? Oh, yeah. It'd be funny. Like, I, I wish I could do impressions, you know? I can't really. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so Bruise News and Reviews. First all right. of all, Bruise, what you drinking over there? Water. Yeah. I'm drinking High water tonight, H-O. man. Neither of us are drinking alcohol. Yeah, we, we so what, we both sat down and and decided like uh, I just I decided I, I, I want to do a little I want to do a little alcohol cleanse for myself. Uh, so the only <laughs> brews I've drank today has been coffee. Um, Which is a good brew. Yeah, and, and he's over there. Uh, I, I'm I'm drinking Gatorade on ice right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's the red one. So actually, I have a, a question about this. This is fruit punch. I had a I had the green. What's the? It's not green because there's a bright green one, but there's the. It's like a turquoise or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seafoam green kind of one. Anyway, yeah. I like that one. Do you? What's your favorite sports drink? Like Powerade, Gatorade. What was it? Ten ten. F- not I don't time. typically drink sports drinks too well, often. Yeah, nobody does. But <laughs> you did like in high school or anything. You didn't drink wine. Like uh, I think in high school it was did like you have one it was. Choice? I think I think for a hot minute it was all sport. All sport. That's it. Is <laughs> that the Shaquille one that was O'Neal. like uh, Shaquille O'Neal endorsed wasn't all that sport? The one that was like carbonated slightly. Slightly. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I, okay. That's what I was. You're thinking like, like oh, it's got bubbles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember that one. So there was one. I know this is we're going off the rails already, but. Um, there was one Powerade flavor that was like a really dark blue. Mm-hmm. It wasn't purple, right? It wasn't grape. Everybody's like, it's the grape one, man. I was like, no, it was like really super dark blue, like navy mm-hmm. blue or something. It looked black, like in the jug kind mm-hmm. of, or even almost purple, but it was, uh, and it wasn't black. Yeah. It was like purple in the jug, but like you would see it under light. And it was blue. Anyway, whatever flavor that was, I can't find it. I don't think it exists anymore. It was really good. All right. Yeah. yeah. Probably discontinued, man, with uh, discontinued. with the rest of the Butterfinger BBs. And Crystal Pepsi. And Crystal Pepsi <laughs> and uh, Dunkaroos mm. and, and uh, Gushers. are still around, right? Uh, Gushers, those are gross. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wasn't a big fan. I don't like anything with, like, it had, like, goo in the middle of it. It was kind of gross. <laughs> like those, you know those, um, Do you wanna... the, the, the candies that people get at Christmas time? Sure. Yeah, with all, like, the, I don't know, they'd be, like, red strawberry flavored goo in the middle of a chocolate i'm like no i don't like that yeah gushers were not my thing um but yeah that's that's great for brews 
Gatorade right. and water. All right, let's. Pre- I, mean, right, I drink let's, the Red Bull too. Uh, I think we got it. We've got a couple. I might not. Some, some small not. news things to touch on. You want to go ahead take and take a sip? Yeah, we got a, gra- a, a great set of news here. Sorry, I was reading about something. Like my other thing up right now. No. You want me to? No, I'm good. Um, so for game news today, I've got uh, two two cool things. Mm-hmm. Looks like uh, there's going to be a next gen. Okay. Nintendo Switch coming out. Okay. Maybe as early as next year, 2024. Okay. Uh, probably closer to Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. But so they just made a bunch of announcements for video games. I mean, this is so the Nintendo Switch is going to get a new version, like like the Xbox One X kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the processing power is going to be of this thing, but the Switch actually hangs on modern games, you know, mm-hmm. for being like a small console. And they're saying it's going to have similar, similar, you know, you can you can dock it, right, or right. play it portable, which I think is a great. I mean, what a what a genius idea for them. Um, they, and there's a couple really good videos out there on, on Nintendo handhelds and stuff. And they're, they're very successful over the years. Um, so they also don't know how big it's going to be like size wise, um, like hardware, hard drive. Cause like in a lot of new games are like over a hundred gig. Right. And then, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's the big thing with everything. Yeah. Like everything, like we don't have physical media anymore. Well, the switch has like 35 gigs on it, like inherently. So it's not, that's not, that's yeah, nothing, man. So you're not getting one of those really big games yeah. on there, let alone a bunch of them. Right. Um, but I thought that was cool, right? And the other the other thing I saw this just before we went on the air. Um, 8BitDo is a company, all one word. The the number 8, B-I-T-D-O. They're on... What's it called? 8BitDo. Eight, 8BitDo? Eight yeah, they're releasing a mechanical keyboard that's themed like a Nintendo. And I'll show you the picture. It comes with a big A and B button and stuff that you can map to whatever on your computer. Okay. It's like a hardware map, so it's, it's like you don't need software to do it. But it's, you know, it's a, just a a Bluetooth keyboard for your computer and, um, you know, you charge it up and use it, but it looks like the old Nintendo console or you can get it like the Famicom theme one. So it's like, uh, it's a little, like red little bit of white, a, yeah. a little bit of nostalgia yeah, in so, there. Yeah. Nostalgia. It's kind of, it's kind of game news. Uh, I got some movie stuff. Uh, if you, if you want to get in with some movie stuff, that sounds right. good. So here's my big one. And this is going to start, <laughs> this is going to start a shit storm. Oh um, boy. So Spider-Man, Okay. Three, really, right? It's which, the second, uh, of second which part. Which one? So, <laughs> no, um, the new, the new uh, Miles movies. So oh, Spider-Man uh, Beyond the Spider-Verse has been delayed indefinitely due okay. to the Hollywood strikes. Oh, no. Stop. Don't. Um, <laughs> this, yeah, this is the one. Don't also, get me wrong. I like, I like Miles and I like Miles Spider-Verse. Cool, yeah. But, like... You know what? For me to for me to jump into is just going to be like it's too it's too much and it's going to derail you. So say what you're going to say. Well, that's all I was going to say, and and we've been seeing this. Um, a lot of projects have been delayed a year. Well, I out. think Craven also got delayed. There you like, go. Pushed back a year. It was supposed to come out like pretty soon. So I think. Some, yeah. Some of them have dates assigned to them. Yeah. Yeah. Craven has like a trailer that's like, "Hey, this is happening. We've already filmed it." Type thing. Yeah. Um, but the Spider Verse is. We got to wait. Yeah, and well, I know. Plus, like, I, there, I know many, a lot of kids out there are gonna be disappointed. I mean, listen, about man, that, I, I love, I love the the premise of Spider Verse. Like, I really love the first one. Didn't watch the second one yet. It's I, good. I mean, it's to get, really good. yeah, I mean, but like, how many, how many movies do you want to make with like, look at all these Spider Men from other universes? You know, no, what I, mean? I, I don't think the point. I think it's just Miles' story, you know, mm-hmm. and Gwen, and a, you know, a bunch of other people. But Spider Ham, as you as you pointed out, I always like to call him Spider Pig. But um, yeah, so. It was a good. It was a good movie. So this is the second half of that movie. Spoiler alert. Yeah, people were like, "Wow, this movie." I think we can spoil it. Yeah, it's they're cool. like, "It's kind of running long." Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> nothing's really happened yet. 
Like everybody's yeah. like, what for? And then like it all kinds of comes together and you're like, oh my God, there's going to be another movie. Um, Cause it gets really complicated and awesome. Like okay. in a good way. Like it's yeah. a really good movie. Um, nice. Other than that. And I'm kind of harping on the Hollywood strikes. Everybody on the internet's just tearing the crap out of everything coming out of Hollywood right now. Um, what do you mean by tearing into like, like just tearing into the the studios, the writing, the cat, not casting right. so much, but like because it's it, at the end of the day, it's really not actors' fault if they're put in a bad script and stuff. But sure, yeah, Hollywood's been taking heavies. Um, I'm, I'm, you know what, I'm okay. There's with a whole, it. Enter- <laughs> yeah, but there's a whole entertainment genre now. That's this. It is. It's the reviewers, the professional movie reviewers, uh, critics, right? Mm-hmm. It stinks. Yeah, yeah. There's exactly. a lot of that going on right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Meg Two got another clip. Uh, you were so excited yeah, for this man, movie. I am pumped man. for the Meg 2. <laughs> this is Meg like two, the second the trench, or third baby. time you brought up the Meg 2. Meg 2. I finally, I think I watched like I think a couple it's just minutes Meg of it. Two, not yeah. the Meg. But the trench is the yep. yeah, Meg 2. The trench. With the J- Jason Statham movie about a giant time, shark. Why not? Jason Statham is in a world where yeah. Jason Statham fights a shark. Jason exactly. Statham just looks at the shark and is like, Do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> Crikey. Uh, no, that's that's the uh, crocodile hunter. But um, yeah, yeah, so I mean, that's that's coming out. And there's there's really not a whole lot going on besides those things I saw this week that I thought you guys might think is interesting. There was a new Sega Genesis release. Uh, I don't recall what that is off the top of my head, though. Mm-hmm. I don't have it in front of me. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, and then uh, of course with the Comic Con, I think there was another big gaming convention that just went down. Okay. Um, cool. 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 This is kind of the season for all that, I guess. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. Well, I guess that makes sense. Back to school, right? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I've got. I've, I'm going to interject with uh, some news of my own. I just yeah, have yeah, some. I just it. have some cliff notes, like nothing What'd really going. Uh, since we were talking about people that we lost not too long ago, if you were a fan of uh, Tom Sizemore, uh, uh, actor we lost uh, back in March. Yeah, he, passed, he did pass away. Yeah, he passed away back in March. Great, um, great bit actor, man. He did, did Heat, great. Saving Private Saving Ryan. Private Ryan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He did a lot, and plus his cameo in uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, like just amazing. He was also in Point Break. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyways, his final film called uh, Trauma Therapy Psychosis, which is a sequel to the film Trauma Therapy, <laughs> will be released uh, theatrically and digitally okay. September first. So if you uh, if you're a big fan of Tom Sizemore, okay. it's his last it's his last appearance on film coming out wow. on September first. Right. Yeah, so, that's interesting. Yep. That so that movie sounds crazy. Yeah, I've, I've no idea what it's about. I don't either. <laughs> I just, it was just just kind of a cliff note for news. Uh, also, Scream. Seven. <laughs> Scream once. Let me repeat that. Part seven. It's become the lever. We've had seven of these movies, or at least we will have seven of these movies. That's has found its director with Christopher Landon, also having done such horror comedy films as Happy Death Day and Ooh. Freaky, which actually, to its credit, those were actually pretty good movies. So. Uh, I've heard of Happy Death Day. I, I've not Happy um, Death. Day. So Happy Death Day is kind of I've what you it. get when you when you cross up when you mash up like. Friday the Thirteenth with Groundhog Day, like it was actually a really funny movie. That's like awesome. I mean, it was I mean it was a scary funny. It was a, it's a horror comedy, and then uh, Freaky was the one I think with Vince Vaughn where like the the hot girl gets like gets oh, her body hot. gets her. It was like a Freaky Friday switch with the serial killer, oh, okay. and so yep, like she's yep. in the serial killer's body and he's in her body now. So I think <laughs> and, and, pretty, I, and I think the the serial killer was played by Vince Vaughn. So, oh my yeah. god! So it's kind of like uh, you know, kind of like a Freaky Friday or the Hot Chick with uh, uh, what's the name? Uh, uh, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Yeah. Rob Schneider is the stapler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <gosh. laughs> but anyways, uh, so that guy is directing 
Scream Seven. So, so Scream has become the Leprechaun. It's too it's, it's too become, much Scream. There's man. another. What was it? Mission Impossible Seventy Five just came out. Yeah, well, that's what I call it. <laughs> exactly. I don't even know. They're they're pretty deep in that series too. Fast X, right? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like that sounds like a laxative. It does. It's like it's like trying to get X. regular. Try fast X. Oh, I think I need some. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, that's that's good stuff, man. What else you got? Um, uh, do you have any other? Do you have any other news or New, news? Not really. I do All have right. some so, reviews. Um, so, uh, Witcher season three is dropped. This is big news. I don't know if it's big news or they're not. They're going to cancel this shit. <laughs> I think they're going to cancel the shit out of it, man. Like, I don't know. Like, the more and more I hear about... So, here, here's the thing. I watched... This I watched, is what I was alluding to with the Hollywood story. I watched piece. season one and two of The Witcher. Yes. Um, And then, you know, everything happened with Henry Cavill before season three came out. What do you and, mean everything happened? <laughs> I'm throwing up air quotes. Here. Yeah. I mean, you know what happened. You, If you want me to, like... If you want me to specify Dude, for I anybody listening... A little bit. I mean, I can. Let, let me know if I'm wrong here. I'll just paraphrase real quick. So he said he's leaving the show due to artistic differences, right? Creative differences, Creative differences. with the showrunners. Yeah. So Henry Cavill's a big fan. He's a, he's, he's a, he was a big fan of the video games and, and the, the books. books. He loved, he loved the tale of the Witcher. And so like when and he, he offered to, the role, he jumped at it, right? He, he wanted to stick with it for the entire run of the show, no matter yeah. how long it is. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, he could have been, it could have been game of Thrones, right? Eight it, seasons, right? Could have been. It also, there's kind of a game of Thrones reference here. There's no reason the show should suck. It, yeah. Well, you've got the blueprint, and this is the thing I don't understand, man. You've got the blueprints laid out right there in front of you, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna point. You to, do have to adapt. I'm gonna it point to. The to screen. I'm gonna point to Game of Thrones yes. as an example, like Game of Thrones first season, first, first like six, seven seasons. Bang on, man. you guys had, you guys had the blueprints. They followed the blueprints. That show was a hit right up until. They ran out of material, and arguably, there's so much content in there. They had to drop a lot for the show to make it digestible, right? In, well, in they the, just yeah, there was yeah. yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's so much more going on, but yeah, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Every season set a new freaking record. Every episode in <laughs> some seasons were set new. Like what is it like views? Uh, right, but I don't want to. I don't want to yeah, like. I don't want to yeah. get off on a, a Game saying, of Thrones things. But, but basically, yeah. follow. They did. They did. Yeah, just follow the blueprint. Trust the science. That's all you got to do is follow the map, yeah. dude. It's all laid out for you. All you got to do is just take this and put it on film. And now, and that's all you got to do. There's people that are probably better at that than some. Sure. But um, they had with this. So what were, you know, that's one of the creative differences is, is Henry Cavill had a bunch of really good ideas for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, obviously the Witcher doesn't talk very much. So mm-hmm. you spend a lot of time in his Fuck. head. Yeah, that's like the best. That's probably the most overused Well, I mean, they did a YouTube great, right I mean, like season one had some things wrong with it, but I thought it was pretty good the way they jump back and forth, telling it, telling the same story from different perspectives over several, over do. the course of yeah. several decades. It's kind of tough. It was difficult to follow because I'd be, I'd, I'm watching the show like all through season well, one. I'm like, who the hell is this person? You're watching Momentum. Why is, it's a yeah. Nolan film, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, why is this? Who is this? Why? And then and finally you watch like the last episode where it all comes together and you're like oh okay all right yeah. now it makes sense okay. but for a good part portion of season one you're like what the hell is going on right now yeah i just saw the girl run around doing some hardcore parkour his fight scene the first couple of them there's been some good breakdowns on that fight scene mm-hmm. too because he really got into he did a, he, did, oh, he did amazing very, work very man good. like so so when i this show came out i i guess it was yeah still in the navy or whatever but i remember people at work are like Yo, sweet! There's gonna be a Witcher show. I think it also came out like right around the time that uh, that uh, COVID quarantine happened, and so like was it before that? No, it I don't, was okay. it was right about the time uh, quarantine happened. My timelines are all messed up, but mm-hmm. the, yeah, I, the metaverse. Wait, not the metaverse. What do you call it? <laughs> 
the, the multiverse. Yeah. Right. Exactly. We're in the wrong timeline. But Anyways, anyway, yeah. uh, so people at work were like, oh, sweet. There's going to be a Witcher thing. That game is badass, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, Witcher show. And then other people are like, oh, sweet. Henry Cavill's doing a Witcher show. He's badass. It's like, so obviously this show is basically built around Henry Cavill, and he's not going to be on the show anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the show's going to die. Yeah. I don't know how you replace a guy like that. He's freaking so, Superman. Well, yeah. But anyways, uh, so he he uh, took, a, took a split with the show announced that he was going to be leaving. And then, um, shortly before that, I remember he was doing a, doing an interview where he was basically in a very polite professional manner saying like, yeah, I'm pretty much being written out of my own show. Super professional. Yeah. Very, he was very professional about it, but like he basically said like, I'm doing the best I can with what I'm being given here, which wasn't much. And I've heard a couple things like the studio may come out. Well, then they, very expensive. Well, they came out and said that this is like, they're they're like, they're like, Oh, we're, we're slowly introducing the real protagonist of the show, which is Siri, Siri, which is, you know that's uh, Siri's a great character, but the name of the show isn't Siri. It's the Witcher. So they would like they from what I heard in season three, they just kind of kept sidelining the character, sending him on side quests and stuff. It's kind of weird. Yeah. So he took he took um, he took off, and as a result, like a bunch of people knew that Henry Cavill was going to be leaving the show, and I think that their their ratings for so season three was just not good. I saw, yeah, they they're down for sure. Um, I saw a thing they were paying him like four hundred grand an episode in the first yeah. show. Can yeah, you imagine that. That's a lot well, he's well, That's he's like the thing is like he's day. the he's the star power behind that oh, show. Absolutely, absolutely. They're well, they're paying him a million for the second yeah. season. So, um, um, so, like, it's it's um, he he is that show, you know, just in the character. And like, no, I haven't seen the whole show and all that stuff. But, well. The now, well, now that it, it's just kind of funny when you see like the drop off, like they they always they do the damage control and they're like, oh, this is why people have tuned out. It's always it always has to do with something other than what it actually is. So in this case, uh, the executive producer Tomek Baginski um, just basically, if I'm paraphrasing here, he's basically saying, well, Americans are too stupid to get it. Is, is essentially what he's saying. You watch too much TikTok, so you don't have the attention span for exposition. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so here's here's my thing: is like, all right, if I'm if I go to the market and I, I have a barrel of apples, right? And I'm selling. <laughs> <Okay, yeah. laughs> I have a barrel of apples. I think I know where you're going. And here. I'm selling these apples, and I go around and like. My first day, I have these fresh apples, and everybody buys them. I'm like, great, awesome, everything's going well. So right. I come back to market the second day. Yes, and apples are not of great quality. Like people still buy them because, like, hey, man, I love those apples you sold me yesterday. I'm gonna buy another one. Apple a day. But a couple people are like, mm, maybe not these apples. And I come back the third day, and I have rotten apples. Right. Okay. And nobody, like rotten tomatoes. nobody, no, nobody buys the apples. And I start screaming at people, going, "What's wrong?" What do you people have against apples? Like That's basically what they're doing here. I, 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 the apples are fine, except they're rotten and there's worms hanging out of yeah, them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, that's, and that's the thing. It's just yeah. like, dude, you're not going to win back customers by insulting customers, true, man. True, true. And to say, you know, it's this, it's funny to say that the attention span is shorter. The t- attention span is always shorter. Also, this is not a show that should be marketed to kids in the first place. It's an no, adult def- show. No, definitely not. Themes. There's sex and like yeah. gore. Like so, you don't know, not for kids. Yeah. So some dude said online today, he was like, you know, people People let their kids watch Game of Thrones because that's a parenting issue and not a not a content issue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a kids show; it's an adult show. So don't worry about the attention span, you mm-hmm. know, or attention yeah. span. Yeah, um, just um, make the show. I'm I'm gonna go ahead. I think they replaced um, Henry Cavill with oh. uh, Liam Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth's little brother, who's supposed to uh, do the replacing for Geralt. I don't but, understand how that works. 
I don't think now, it's. Now, I, I don't think now, it's gonna okay, work. Okay, it has happened though. Okay, and I can tell you some famous versions of it. The original there was a Robin Hood TV show that I think was made. I don't know if it was by the BBC or what, but yeah. it, it was an English show. I think you're gonna go to Spartacus, and uh, <laughs> and and they replaced the actor. Mm-hmm. Spartacus is another huge one. The guy died. Right. So they had to replace him. Correct. Although that replacement, they did it. They did like a prequel season. Do they have? Well, they were trying to figure buy out some what time. to do. Yeah. Um, but the show died after he did. Yeah. And, and I, don't, the, the, I don't mean that to sound like kind of funny or anything. Well, no, I think the, sad, the show, but the, I mean, show no, but the show had, the show also had a pretty good, uh, had a, supporting cast. Yeah, well, the, first they cared, they, the show, the, they, well, and also they seasons, only went, they only they went three seasons. Right. And they, so they knew when to cancel. Actually, the, I think the whole Spartacus is like, don't, it doesn't get better than season one, but the yeah. series as a whole had a pretty solid ending and they did that. They, they replaced the actor successfully. I Again, think. an adult show. Don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, and what else did they do? But the, so that Robin Hood show was a big one because the guy was blonde and then the guy, or the guy had brown hair and then he was blonde or something yeah. like that. Um, and so it, it can work, right? It can. It can be done. Um, they but might, I don't they think, might do a but I think like Virgin's a, thing is kind of like a non- multiverse into this and erase time. And they're not going to, I think they're, they're going to, they're going to use something to, to whatever, but uh, I think, I think most everybody's kind of tuned out by this point and they're going to find out like really fast when they try to, when they try to keep fire up season, I'm actually I'm I'm gonna call it, man. It's gonna get canceled before season four. That's possible. I think I think I'm 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 calling it now. I, I'm putting I, money on it. I will bet you the rest of this Red Bull. All right. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what. If um if, if oh it's, wait, I guess I'm agreeing with you. Never yeah. mind. That's not really a bet. Yeah. Yep. That's uh that's that that's the news for The Witcher, man. And you know. Don't get me wrong. Like we're we're nobody. Nobody's listening to us. You know of of uh, note. But, but we I, if they stuff. were if they were to listen, I would say like stop stop blaming people. Stop blaming your your customers when when, when your sh- when your product is, yeah when your product is bad. Yeah, I guess that's that's kind of the moral of that story. Mm-hmm. And if you don't agree with us on that, then write us at zumundo at outlook.com and tell us why you don't agree with us. Yeah, maybe you've got some insight that we don't know. Maybe, maybe it's going to be awesome. Maybe, maybe it's maybe awesome. It I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you get the rest of this Red Bull. <laughs> but maybe you don't because it's going to go bad. So that's uh, that's what that's what I got for that. You got any more news? Applesauce. Or? Oh, no, we, um, we got reviews. I got a review. You yeah. got a review? Hit me with a review. All right, this is, this is a shorty, but, yeah. but goody. All right, so I actually, um, we mentioned last week that we played a little bit of Shredder's Revenge. We did. Um, it was fun. Well, I, I went ahead and downloaded it and played through it. Uh, I had to. I love the Turtles, man. I'm a oh, huge yeah. Ninja Turtles fan. Uh, so going into this, this might be a little... Uh, I don't know. I have an opinion. That's to make everybody a Turtles fan. Okay. Um, so this is a TMNT. This is the Shredder's Revenge video game. It was I played it on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Whatever version of Xbox. I played. I played it with you a little bit. Yeah. Um, so this game is. I played through it this week. I, I got to say it's freaking awesome, man. It's an arcade classic arcade beat 'em up. Um, it's done absolutely fantastic. Uh, you can play as all four turtles in it, right? Yeah. Leo, Plus. Plus, Plus April, yep, and Splinter. I was yep. going to say Shredder. Splinter, yeah, Splinter. you almost Shredder. said Shredder. Splinter. Uh, Splinter. You can't. You can't be Shredder. Um, you can also unlock Casey Jones, right? So I played through the whole story mode on normal, right? So like there's three difficulties, um, and I use Donnie Donatello for my first playthrough. Uh, he's got great reach, right? So like all the char- characters are balanced different, <laughs> right? So, so yeah, I mean it's he's a got little a bit different, staff, right? It's a little bit different from the OG games where everybody's just a different sprite. You know, these guys right, are actually this is yeah. different. So he's got a. Uh, 
He's got great reach, slow speed, medium power. Um, I also played a little bit with Mikey after I did my my first run through because you get them all to like power level ten. I think that's the max. And there's like an achievement you get if you get everybody to power level ten. So I was like, oh, I might as well switch guys now. Mm-hmm. Uh, after, but this is after I finish it. So Mikey is faster, but he is weaker. You kind of notice that. Yeah. Um, trade trade the trade the power for speed. Yeah. I honestly didn't notice a whole lot of slowness with Donatello playing him first because he's still a freaking super badass Ninja Turtle. So they're not exactly slow, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, in some games where it's like swing again, this one's, this one's good to put together. Uh, Raph's the strongest and Leo's like the fully balanced character. So you get a little bit of everything with all four turtles. You can also unlock Casey Jones if your first playthrough and he's got an extra star. So technically he's the best guy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause he's got seven stars. We also got six to play with or something like right. that. Um, but yeah, so first up, uh, I'm going to talk about content. This is the classic side scroll and beat them up. Well, yeah, but it's the, it's based off this classic cartoon from the nineties, really? which is, I think, I mean, it's, it's got a spot in my heart. It's my favorite version of the turtles. Right. Um, excuse me. Um, you can't drink your soda and talk at the same time. Um, so it's got all the cool characters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all your favorite foot soldiers are here. Mausers, all the crazy oh, yeah. robots. All, all the stuff from the TMNT yeah. cartoon There's series. Great cameos from all the frog dudes. Yep. Genghis Frog. Oh, yeah. yeah, the yeah. Napoleon Bonafrog. Yep, 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 like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you got to find them, you know? Like, of you course. kind of unlock them to do a cameo. The neutrinos you know, are in there. You know what's kind of funny is, you know, going back and, like, watching that show and, like, all these characters that I love so much, you just realize that, like, they were just introduced every time they needed to put out a new toy. Yeah, you, you always <laughs> say that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, but you get the neutrinos. You yeah. get the, the whole Channel 6 new staff, Irma. The you, are, they're guy. not playable, though. They're just no, in the game. No, they're okay, just in yeah, the yeah. game. Um, but you fight like everybody, dude. You fight Bebop. You fight Rocksteady. You fight mm-hmm. Krang, right? Right. Uh, Baxter Stockman. Heck, even Toka and Razor are there from Ninja Turtles 2, the Secret of the Use, which <laughs> I don't awesome. know how they, they've like transcended Vanilla Ice into like a movie. Uh, the robot dude that you said, what's his name? Metalhead? Uh, me- is it Metal? I think it was Metalhead. Yeah, Metalhead, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's in there. They, the Metalhead Shredder guy, the robot Shredder. That, I didn't he's know there was one. Yeah, he's from... That's like, nuts. Um, and, and it's cool. Like, And the Foot Clan has like a bunch of different... You know, they're kind of different sprites or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they're doing like funny stuff when you walk up on them. Like one dude's like... Um, He's working a carnival game, yeah, and then he jumps out and starts fighting you. And no, of course, yeah, somebody yeah. else is recording a cooking show. Like, <laughs> like it's it's pretty funny doing your taxes when he's like laying on a bench and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's it's a really cool game. Um, it's got a lot of character, uh, and it's it's it embraces kind of that old TV show thing, right? Um, the music's great; fits perfect genre. It or pick fit pit the words fits, are hard the genre perfect yeah it's not anything like i'm not gonna hum the song down the street or anything like that but uh graphics are good they didn't overdo it it is sprite Mm -hmm. not sprite but like 16-bit arcade based you know Mm -hmm. it's just that style um and the game's charming it's a lot of fun you know personally looking forward to the upcoming update which is what we talked about with right oh yeah that'll be cool also and, free to play uh, on uh, Game Pass for Xbox yeah, right now. That's Game how Pass. I have it. So uh, you can buy it if you don't have Game Pass. It's like twenty four bucks or something like that. Um, so yeah, it, it was it was cool, man. I I give it you know two turtle thumbs up because it's pretty fun. Or two ninja swords up or yeah, two, yeah. two 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 ninja stars. Yeah, there you go. Two yeah. ninja stars up. Cool, or man. Four ninja whatever, whatever the rating scale awesome. is. It's good. It's well, worth I playing. I tend I try not to do. I try to like switch up my reviews a little bit so it's not like always games and stuff. But you know, I just tend to talk about like whatever media it was I've consumed this yeah, week. Yeah. And so this is uh this one's kind of embarrassing for me because like I found this 
and I got sucked into playing it, and I can't put it down now. It's uh, D- Disney's Dreamlight Valley, which is kind of like it's so it's t- totally for kids. Like I'm, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm totally like I'm totally like way too old to be playing this game. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's like, like a Nintendo game. Disney. It's kind of like remember it, it's kind of like Animal Crossing. But with Disney characters, I've never played that, I'm and it's oh uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I've I've seen people play it, um, but it's like you know you're in this little magic Disney Valley, and you unlock Disney characters, and you go around like collecting resources and building things, and like customizing your little, okay. customizing your little valley, and building your house, and like that's essentially that's essentially all it is. But it was. It's relaxing. So it's almost kind of like a little RPG type. Kind of, yeah, a little RPG. Yeah, you go, you go on quests and stuff cool. for like the Disney characters. Well, and I that mean, kind everybody can get behind that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so uh, Dreamlight Valley. Uh, it, it's relaxing. Uh, definitely, the kids will probably enjoy it. It's just a lot of grinding for resources. Like okay. go over there, uh, plant your crops, uh, mine fish, like that that kind of thing. Okay. Um, yeah. So, anyways, Disney's Dreamlight Valley. Um, I I I give it a recommendation parentheses if you're into that kind of thing because that's not going to be that's not going to be the game for everybody so it's a ninja star it's a well like i said like i said it really just it it, it just depends on if you're into that kind of like when i when i did bramble the mountain king you're a very different gamer at different times yeah that's like you bramble the mountain king total horror game i don't like horror games and i remember saying like this is a really good game and i don't really like horror games so you know it's just it just depends on what type of gamer you are that's cool yeah yeah. So that's uh, that's that's what we got for reviews. Do you want to go ahead and uh, jump into the next part? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. And, of course, every week we call in with our resident expert, Comic Man, to find out what's good on the shelves. Let's go ahead and pull him up and find out what's happening on the comic world. Comic Man from Watson Moore. He's got more books than a comic store. From X-Men to Fantastic Four. All the sagas he's explored. It's time. Check in with Comic Man. And we are on with our resident expert, Comic Man. Charles, what's good this week, buddy? Gentlemen, what's going on? Oh, uh, not much, man. We're just uh we're just sitting here grumbling about uh the Witcher and uh, other other <laughs> things. <laughs> oh yeah. Other things that are afoot in Hollywood. Trying to uh make sense well, that of it. That makes all. sense. Uh, <laughs> I, I hate watched the entire season two of Good Omens today with my daughter. And it was oh, just no. Like, this is, I mean, the acting is great. I mean, you got to love David Tennant and do a great job. But you can tell that, you know, Terry Pratchett's dead because mm-hmm. if he wasn't, this would have killed him because it's really, it's just, <laughs> it's just not focused at all. It's pretty rough. Yeah, and, I, I heard, uh, I heard some of that. The casting is a little, uh yeah, my my girlfriend uh, who, uh, apparently just recently really got into Good Omens. I think she read. Uh, I think she might have read the book, and uh, she was like, "Let's let's watch season two. I haven't watched season one. She's like, "Let's let's watch season two. And I'm like, "Yeah, hey, let's watch something else." I don't know. Season one's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I read the book, and I had you know. Then I, Anna and I watched the show together. So I mean, like, I, you know, I was into it. Season one was great, and it should have ended there because it was mm. just. They even they even pick up season two following up on the big thread of season one. I think they're gonna save that for season three if they get one. But mm-hmm. it's like, uh, just stop milking the cow. It's dead, man. <laughs> it's done. That's too. That seems to be all too common with the franchises and IPs in Hollywood, man. Let's just keep on milking yeah, it for another it season or another movie. It didn't, and, and then we'll reboot. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And was a reverse thing. Oh, you're breaking up. Uh, you broke up sorry. on us a little bit, bud. Sorry about that. One more time. 
no worries. I, I, I said it seemed more like it was like fanfic for like fan service on Twitter versus like a cohesive plot this time around. Yeah. It was like no gravity, no real like cohesive one that had like a focus and it was like all these all together this was just kind of like and go like a big improv john wrong right 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 on well let's go ahead and uh we'll, we'll cut to it real fast this week um we're, we seem to be having some connectivity yeah. issues here and there so we'll go ahead and jump to it real quick let us know what's good on the shelves man what are you excited about right now Oh, we got a couple of good things. Uh, Christopher Chaos number two from Dark Horse came out. I talked about that one uh, last month when it came out. It's kind of like um, it's a it's a weird one where we it's it's still undefined what the, what exactly is happening. Chris mm-hmm. has this ability to kind of see the strings of reality, and he had this crush on this kid in his class, mm-hmm. and then he witnesses the kid turn into a werewolf and get yeah. killed by these hunters, and no one believes him. <laughs> I hate it when so that he's happens. He's got this plan. He wants to bring him. <laughs> I know, right? But he's got this plan. He wants to bring him back, and he figures he thinks he has the science to bring him back. But there's another member in his, person in his class that was oh, like turned man. into a vampire somehow that thinks that he did it, <laughs> and it turns out that the kid that's a vampire and the kid that just was a werewolf they like became supernatural somehow and we're like gonna like go out and like fight crime together and then <laughs> something went wrong so it's so it's it's kind of it's still a really fun book it's 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 a book that the teens feel like teens and not like how are you doing fellow teens you know yeah. how do like you do fellow yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> that's what you yeah, uh it's, it's it's very well done yeah you pointed that out a couple i guess a month ago or whatever that it was it was well written well it's like one of the things that drives me crazy yeah, about like you know you watch something like even with you know i know you're a big fan of the you know superman lois on cw but you know a lot of yeah. it revolves around teen drama and stuff and you know then i'd use that show as an example where you watch it and you're like what teenagers talk like this? <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> Hello, mum. Well, hypothetically, sir. No, no. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's like the kids that you see in like a 19th century, like, you know, like, you know, Dickens novels. Right, right. Like, yeah, like, dude, you aren't saying that. But it's good I to know, know that in this, I, I people. in this one, they have teens that actually sound like teens. So and that's refreshing. It. Yeah, yeah. This is good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, as far as... As far as other independent books, I'd, I'd say from Image Comics, The Sacrificers, number one, came out. This is – it's a weird book. We don't know where it's going yet, but Rick Remender is the writer. He did Deadly Class, which was a bunch – which had a show very briefly on sci-fi for like a season and got canceled. Okay. Right. But he's done a lot of different things, um, Black Science, uh, he, uh, Seven to Eternity. He does a lot of these really long-form like stories. And this is giving there's these weird like bird type people. They look like bluebirds, but like like anthropomorphized. And mm-hmm. something pays a tax, and apparently one of their family has to go and be sacrificed for some means to these gods, Ooh. who we see a little bit of a hint of. And it's it's kind of fun because it's not like the DC universe gods or Marvel gods, but like they exist, but they don't really exert any any influence. We see these gods actually ignite the sun in the morning at their appointed time and showing up to work and like turning oh, wow. the sun on and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. They have some sort of active role, but it's getting that sort of uh, Shirley Jackson, the lottery vibe. Oh, um, I like that. Like everyone's this... really happy. To oh, win, okay. That's what I was saying. Like there's the just something, really there's something yeah. that's just a little bit off and you can't quite put your finger on yeah. what it is. Hmm. Yeah. Everyone's real happy that they're there, but then they're not happy to be the one who's like really winning, you know. So it's 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 a very interesting. I, I don't know where it's gonna go, but um, Nur uh, I trust. He's a he's he's a good writer. Okay, cool. cool. Uh, but DC Comics has DC t- Comics still has Night Terrors rolling on. Um, a really cool Sandman universe <clears throat> special with Thessaly the uh, the witch. Okay. Uh, but you know, just your standard stuff out of there. <laughs> 
Marvel, the you know, has a nice you know the beginning of a new Magneto miniseries. Ooh, one of my all right. favorites. Okay. Uh, I'll always love him. The He's, start of a miniseries for Astonishing guy. Iceman, mm-hmm. written by Steve Orle. Um, Ice Iceman is getting his own little miniseries here, and cool. I know it's going to be better than the last one because this is a, a writer that I, this is a writer that knows how to write gay characters. Right, and, and now and I think you have some that was the that being. That was a thing a couple of years ago where, you know, all of a sudden, like, Bobby Drake's gay, and we were all like, uh, okay. Wait, Iceman? Yeah. yeah. Huh. I missed that. Yeah. But, like, but like, but like he, Steve Orlando is a guy who, he's he's gay himself, and he does a really good job of creating a character that's not just that. Like, too many of these writers now, right. it's like, every, it has to be constantly, like, referred to. Like, they can't exist outside of their identity, their sexual identity. Yeah, every time Whereas they do. Whereas he lets Iceman be a character. Yeah, he lets yeah. Iceman be a character, and if a boy, if a, if it happens to come up organically in the storyline, he throws it in cool. there. If it doesn't fit yeah. in this issue, he doesn't do that. Right. You know, he treats it like, a, a like, writer, yeah. like I don't know, yeah, it, well, well, and like regular people, because I mean, like, you know, I grew up, you know, a lot of people know about, about me, like, I grew up with my uncle, who was very, very openly gay, mm-hmm. and I bartended for him and his boyfriend, and like, you know, he died some years ago from HIV, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, like, when I would go out to gay bars with him and stuff like that, nobody ever introduced themselves. It was like, hey, I'm Steve. And I'm, gay. <laughs> I'm, I'm gay Steve. Just, yeah. That's Steve. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're, I mean, you're saying they yeah, weren't and, vegans and, or pilots, <laughs> right? No, exactly. Yeah. They didn't do CrossFit or not vote for Trump. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the other one. Yeah, I've, I've definitely met people who are like, I do CrossFit. <laughs> like, okay, you're excited about yeah. it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really but, funny. But it's, but it's like, no, it was – but they, it was like all shapes and sizes too. Like, you know, you had like, you know, you're very stereotypical, like flamboyant. You had the ones that were like, you would never would have guessed in a million years. But now in these like visual mediums, they feel the need to like, everybody has to be like, have like a name that's associated with or like brightly adorned in rainbow and stuff right. like that. It's, it's like, just let people, it's it's like, you know, not every black character has to be black something. Right. You know, you're letting them be other things. Not every black character has well, to be Well, you can just be Falcon. You don't have to be like Black that. Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly, <laughs> I mean, but you know, it, but you know, I, I mean, I'm 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 into the I'm into the book so far. The, right, uh, good. The big book from from Marvel though this week is X Men 25. It really starts to get into what's now called the Fall of X era. Oh, and uh, that's gonna that's spinning out of the Hellfire Gala and spinning out of the events of the death of Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, which I've talked about a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right, if you want to yeah. get into that, <laughs> we can get into that because right. <laughs> Well, I think they were saying that. Uh, so, no, no, no. Go ahead. Say what you're going to say. Well, I was going to say because because that's that's what we, you know that's that's what I was going to talk about this week was, you know, I, I've always been of the mind that every comic may be or at least should be somebody's first. So that's you know, that's what Stan Lee would always say. Like, oh, cool. yeah, he always said yeah. like treat every comic like it's somebody's first. And so when yeah when you have that's to have a lot of, of stuff, yeah. yeah when you introduce something and it needs it needs a lot of exposition then at that point then you're not writing for everybody or at least that's and what that's Stan why really I'm believed this out. yeah that's why I'm starting this out with like a real quick you know primer right a few years ago the X Men found out that their longtime human ally was actually Maura McTaggart she was actually a mutant all along hmm. every time she mm-hmm. died the entire reality reset. Ooh, and she started okay. learning, and on her tenth life, she learned that this was. She saw all these possible futures, and she realized that she had to confront Magneto and Xavier, get them to start this island nation on Krakoa, and that was the only way to stop what was coming. And of course, things are going wrong because people got involved, and she went rogue eventually. 
But on Krakoa, they developed this technology to resurrect one another. Uh, they, they have all these different things that are going on. But of course, there's mutant nations that hate this because mm-hmm. they've always feared, you know, the, now, now they're seeing this as a direct threat. They're becoming like this national power because they have these medicines that they're willing to give for free to people. But only if they accept their islands, I can recognize it like formally, like through the United Nations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they're seeing it as kind of like a, they're, they're very – the X-Men have not been acting very X-Men-like. They've been <laughs> acting very uh, supremacist kind. Right. Um, but it's but now the fall of X is upon us and that their annual Hellfire Gala where they announce a new roster of X-Men. And they do – the last Hellfire Gala, they terraformed Mars and created like you know, life. Oh, you know, wow. People Jeez. live on Mars now. Like, well, mutants live on Mars. What? Oh my now, gosh, it's one, gotten off the wall, man. Yeah. I know. But now <laughs> this one has Orcus, the the main, the big bad, like, you know, the big human, like, you know, anti-mutant group, just crashed their party. They've been, all of these different things that have been happening for the last couple of years, they've been seeding all these little things all came to a head and they just completely wrecked the, the you know, the islands that they destroyed. They killed like dozens of X-Men <laughs> and forced Xavier, they forced Xavier to capitulate and open these portals that they have set up through Krakoa, these like these like plant-like portals that like you know they can they would plant them as, as like an embassy sort of thing in different parts of the world, and only mutants can pass through it. But they reprogrammed them because of this other group that had like you know plant-like you know science, and <laughs> okay. they said um, they were yeah, they were they were like they were like you know like you know if you if you we're going to kill all of the humans here and blame it on you if you don't force your x-men to march through those through those portals right now we don't know where they went they were sent off into the through these portals and then they killed the humans anyway you know most of them and now the x-men are being blamed because they had been this bad guy has been secretly spiking all of their medicines for the last couple of months and has a kill switch so anybody who's gotten these this medicine, they can be killed at any time. So Xavier obviously doesn't want that. So now the fall of X is upon us because the X-Men are scattered to the winds. We have mm. no idea what's going to happen. This was supposed to be Kamala Khan's coming out as a mutant night. It starts right. out with her being resurrected, told she's a mutant and told that, you know, hey, you're not – the reason you're not an inhuman – the reason you're not – you don't have a mutant power is because – your inhuman genes kicked in before you hit your your mutant ability did so you might not ever develop mutant power now i believe <laughs> okay. she's going to wind up wild. having powers yeah I, I think power. she's going to wind up having powers like she does in the show where she has like those like light based like you know, almost like green lantern construct type powers okay because um she can turn light into physical matter so, right or something like that yeah so, so I, I i think they set that i think that that's where that's going to go but they at least I can't blame Jerry Duggan, you know, the guy who's writing it, yeah. you know, because it's not his fault. This is, you know, he, he's doing what he can. And so he tried as best he could to explain, hey, look, you know, the, the mist was was dangerous to mutants. It was killing mutants. But because it hit you before your mutant gene activated, it didn't hurt you. So it that's why you didn't die. Kinda, yeah. So they at least tried. Yeah, they at least tried to explain away all the questions that people had, even though it doesn't fit perfectly. It doesn't make perfect sense. They at least made the attempt. I'll give them partial credit for that. But now we're in this era where, you know, the mutants are pretty much at the lowest point they've been since house of m since m day de- and, mm, and scarlet okay. witch decimated like the yeah, that was a while ago too and yeah. they are and it's it's leading to the Mother. big wedding of tony stark mm-hmm. and emma, emma frost the white queen really really Gosh, emma frost so and, what happened weird. to wait <laughs> who knows you know I, 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 i'm not even gonna 
go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> well, and, and apparently Emma and Tony, like you know, because they're they're both like you know super billionaires and like you no, know, they travel in similar circles and like they okay. have like a, a little bit of a past that we don't really know so much about, but it's been intimated Frost, in the past. Really? But but because Emma Frost has been on the X Men for years now, she hasn't been a bad guy since like the mid nineties, since oh, ninety five, okay. since the Phalanx Covenant. I'm way behind. Yeah. <laughs> well, she was the she was she was the White Queen. She was put into a coma in um, Uncanny X Men two eighty one, mm-hmm. and then pops <laughs> back out. It's like, I love how you just you just pull this 30s. out like no no issue. Like, hey, was like, <laughs> Uncanny X Men number two eighty one yeah, was no, when she, this happened. She she pulled she 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 was knocked into a coma by these Sentinels then <clears throat> and then she was pretty much brought back out of it in okay. um, X Men thirty six and Uncanny X Men three sixteen it was the beginning of the Phalanx Covenant and she was all the X Men had been captured except for the new, so it was up to her and Banshee to find the new generation of X Men and they started Generation X as a result of that oh, she became okay. a headmaster because she had been a headmistress at um, a school a rival school of Xavier's early okay. on like before the dark phoenix saga started so that's you know so we so she had a history of teaching she had the hellions was was her team and the, the hellions were all killed that night and with the hellions killed the night she was put into the coma she felt it was her responsibility to try and help a new generation so she mm-hmm. became a good guy for a while she was with cyclops for a while um you know when him and gene were like you know on the outs right. but uh, now she's marrying tony because tony's um this guy Fei Long, he's this human um, activist who hates mutants, mm-hmm. and his he's a huge tech guy, huge rich guy, and he has um, taken up shop on one of the moons of Mars as a check to what's going on on with the mutant population there. Wow! And he's also been buying Tony's company out <laughs> from him, so now he owns the patents to Tony's suit, and he's using them to make Sentinels. Okay. So Tony needs. So now Tony's on the outs. So now Tony has. To, so now this, this is going to be a marriage of convenience. Tony oh, and Emma. Okay. Yeah. Both it's a political him, wedding, if you will. <laughs> it's a television commercial. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Very cool. So Very cool. Gonna be, so yeah, it's going it's, it's to be interesting to see where this goes. I don't know how long it's going to last. We started with, you know, the age of X, and then it was the reign of X, and now mm-hmm. we're in, you know, now then it was the destiny of X, and now we're in the fall of X. And this this was originally this supposed cool. to be under the guidance of Jonathan Hickman, um, but Hickman was ready to move to the next phase, like within like six months. And Marvel was like, no, we want to milk son of a bitch, <laughs> and um, he wound up just like bouncing. But he's revitalizing the Ultimate Universe right now, Hickman. So at least he's not all on the outs with Marvel. Cool. He's actually going to be re restarting the ultimate universe line um using the character that he helped create the maker which was reed richards ultimate reed richards went bad and mm-hmm. now he's he's been a he's been a big bad for some time now kind of in the shadows he's been on our worlds and secret wars and now he's created his own little universe and he's kind of coming over and they're going to be coming over here so he's created a whole new ultimate universe and uh, eventually it's going to clash with ours so lots of crazy stuff happening in motion right now. Wow. All right. Marvel, the Marvel universe has gone nuts, man. I think it's, they might it's be nearing nuts. time for another, uh, another clean slate wipe and start all over again. You, well, see, I think they, they, they never do that though. DC does. That's that. DC's DC thing. Does yeah. The new 52. Yeah. Mar- Marvel likes to do the sliding timeline. Correct. Which is yeah. Just, which is kind of fun, but at the same time, but at the really, same time, really it's also like issues. you expect me to believe that like, yeah, you know, the original like secret war, the original infinity saga happened like not 30, 40 years ago, which is, you know, when it actually came out in the book, like, Oh yeah, you know, it was same yeah. characters, same care. I mean, which kind of makes sense, I guess. Cause you need to do that 
when you have something that just, you know, always runs, doesn't stop, and you have to have the same characters, then, you know, you, you have one of two options. You can you can reboot it constantly like DC does, or you could just, you know, like Marvel does, do the sliding timeline. You don't really have any other options because these are characters that should have aged by now. Right. Tony Stark was like it was Vietnam with you know when when he was injured then it was moved up to the Gulf War then it was you know the war in Afghanistan and now I don't know where it is you know it just keeps sliding up yeah but I just want to know who the I want to know who the construction like how what the gross capital you know gross domestic product is for the U.S. because we get attacked all the damn time and it's like two weeks later New York City is raised again it's like how are they rebuilding constantly because these events just happen one after the other and it's always the same three cities getting like destroyed so it's <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. there's like no, there's like no breathing room well, it's, it's like you that, need a reboot just to save the people's trauma the answer to that is Michael Keaton that's how we keep rebuilding <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You have damage controls. You know, I mean, it's it's because it's it's insane. Like watching, like it's like they just ended something. Like you no, know, like there's going to be a Spider-Man gang war starting. Like mm-hmm. when he's like all these different gangs are going to be going, and it's like at the same time that Gotham is doing yet another gang war in um, <laughs> in wild. DC Comics. And I don't know why Gotham's doing another gang war. I mean, I guess they haven't had one since like before the New Fifty Two. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's. it's and they're introducing a new character called Shush, not Hush. Oh Shush. gosh! Not, I wish creative guys. I wish Real I creative. was making that up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wish I was making that up. It's not a quiet place. It's just a not so loud place. Oh, it's like really oh, try. Uh, it sounds about Actually, right. Somehow, yeah, but it's it's. We'll see what happens. I mean, the last time the, the Gotham hasn't had a huge gang war since the war game storyline okay and that was a huge that was really controversial because it was when robin tim drake wasn't robin anymore he had quit being robin because he his parents you know needed like his he agreed because they found out he was robin and he was like look i'll hang up you know the suit and his girlfriend stephanie brown spoiler Mm-hmm. She became Robin for like five issues. Like she was barely a Robin. Right. And Batman kept her on a real tight leash. Was like, you step out of line once, you're done. Okay. She mm-hmm. stepped out of line. He fired her. And to try and recurry favor, she found He's these fired. plans that he had for bringing all of these um, gangs to meet at this one place. And it would be able to somehow a hypothetical situation to stop these gang wars. But it all hinged on this one guy showing up, Matches Malone. Uh-huh. She didn't know that Mattis Malone mm-hmm. is Bruce Wayne's mm-hmm. underworld alias. Correct. Yeah. So she, so all of these guys get together and they realize that none of them actually called each other. And there's no Mattis Malone to mediate. So they start attacking each other and at least this whole brutal gang war. And um, she got killed off in the process. And then we found out a couple of months later that she wasn't dead. That Leslie Tompkins, the uh, the, the clinic person, the kind Correct, of like the nightmare yeah. nurse of uh, the. De- she um she lied to Batman and told him that Stephanie died, hoping that it would be enough to force him to like stop the cowl mm-hmm. and stop all the madness and like you know bring her she has that theory that like his type of presence attracts all these bad things. <laughs> so you know, bounce them, you know. So it was so it was like it was it was a really controversial story seeing, you know, Stephanie get killed mm-hmm. and but then they brought her back and, and now now they then they brought her finally back again until like, you know, a couple of months ago, a couple of, well, about a year ago or so to finally be back with Tim, Tim Drake. And then they uh, decided that Tim Drake was gay, and they bounced Stephanie like, you know, like she was like, you know, garbage and she's just like <laughs> pretending everything is cool. So mm. that's where, that's where the universes are at this point. So that's all I got. All right. Wow. Cool. 
Man, a lot, a lot yeah. happening in the worlds of always, uh, DC, always. but more so Marvel. Like that sounds, uh, sounds pretty wild and off the wall, man. And I'm sure Marvel's bananas. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I'm sure, and you'll, you know, keep on coming back, reporting back to us. Read those comics so we don't have to, bud. Um, <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah, I, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. have a, a, a doozy of a question for you in a couple of weeks, so I'm working on it. All right, all right. Yeah. Now, right, you know, you know, he's good. He can pull. He's like, oh yeah. Well, you know, if you read Uncanny X Men number two hundred and eighty four, <laughs> this is already well, happened. Especially with X Men, I, I, I have I have every X Men comic from from nineteen sixty three to so like cool. you know, you know well, whenever it started <laughs> until like today. So I mean, like X Men is like really of all of them. That's like that's right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> right on. Yeah, it's gonna be another fun one, kind of like the Deadpool uh, Wolverine. Oh, that was fun last week. All right. Yeah, yeah. We had a good time. Good. Cool. All right. Charles Basrab, comic man, coming in, weighing in with us. Thanks. Yeah, I'm going to let you run and uh, eat dinner with your family, man. I appreciate your time, as always. Yes, not a problem, guys. All right. Yeah, good fun. talking Stay to you. Safe. All right, bud. Take care. All right, later. Yeah, it's always a good time whenever we uh, we check in with Comic Man. Yeah, he's that great. guy is a wealth of knowledge, dude. What do you say, X Men two thirty? I don't know. Yeah, that was great. That was great. <laughs> See, I've already forgotten, but that guy he knows it forever. Yeah, I, I yeah. It, it's it's strangely mysterious how much he knows about comic books. I'd say. You know, else is mysterious. The world. The world that we live <laughs> in, and we're going to talk about it. Let's talk about some mysterious happenings around the world, this man. This is going to be a good one. Maybe. Uh, I maybe. Don't I don't know. Like, uh, So usually we uh, we talk about like, you know, ghosts or cryptids and stuff like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little bit of a different direction on this one and as a kind of a follow-up to what we were talking about last week. We were talking about like the – we touched on uh, – well, we, t- we talked the, about the Baikal swimmers. We did. But then before that, we, cool. we touched on very briefly the uh, the UAP congressional hearings. Yeah, yeah we did. And we, we talked about that and we were like, God, that's just – this whole thing seems like bullshit, right? It, it's, it it's, really kind of feels like bullshit. I think it's just the amount of information that's coming out. And you know, like we said, it's not a whole bunch of new stuff or anything. You're not missing anything. Yeah. Um, but it's so much that it seems like it's kind of silly and fake. Yeah. It's losing well, credibility. I this guess. is, um, we're going to, we're going to like, okay, okay, everybody put your tinfoil hats on because we're going to jump Ooh. into, um, a, a conspiracy theory for this one. Now, keep in mind, are we saying, am I saying that I believe in any of this shit? No, but no, it's, it's, I don't believe in this. I one. don't believe. I, I don't to, believe in this. But it's it's worth it's worth right mentioning, that, though, yeah. right? It's worth it. It's worth I think a conversation. It's a cool. I think it's a cool idea. It's worth a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this week for mysterious world, we're going to talk about Project Bluebeam. Yeah. Um. So Project Bluebeam is uh is reported or believed to be a conspiracy theory, um, introduced in the mid nineteen nineties, claiming that members of the Pentagon. NASA and United Nations were and are collaborating on a plan to simulate a fake alien invasion in, um, and then some versions of this even say a staged uh, second coming of Christ using holographic projections. There's a lot. There's a there's a lot to unpack here, right? There's a lot of. Different things. There's different it's versions. Supposed to accomplish quite a bit in its conspiracyness. Mm-hmm. There's actually a, a step program. Yeah, <laughs> there is. There, you, oh, you did you get the step by step uh, program? The, I, I totally. The, the yeah, four, the I four step program of, of yeah. Project Bluebeam, which wanna, is pretty funny. Um, um, so, so yeah. Okay. So this this gets wild. What so. can you do with a fake 
aliens. So if this is fake, right, and on, and they're trying to pretend that aliens, I, I, there's a lot of opinions on what's going there's, on with aliens. But if they tried to fake, like let's say Mars attacks, right, or Independence Day, right, mm-hmm. I love those movies. Um, what does that do? Does it unite the world? I mean, actually, you would think famous, you would think. It, I mean, if we believe there's a famous speech that. Um, uh, Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. Gave he did. He goes, yeah. Wouldn't it be neat if, or something like that, to bring us all together? And yeah. you're like, oh, that's a nice idea. And then that's but, also the um, the premise behind uh, the Watchmen. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. Watchmen, uh, written by Alan by Alan Moore, where like you know uh, the movie is a little bit different from the comic, but in the comic they it wasn't Doctor Manhattan that you know was supposed to have like gone nuclear. It was a staged alien invasion, and they did that to stop nuclear annihilation right um because that was that was about to happen and so they stopped it but uh, the premise of that being that like if we just had a big um threat looming over us we would all come together. we would all unite like that yeah. that makes i mean you think back to like september 11th man like you know all of a sudden we weren't republicans and democrats anymore like we were just americans americans right are mad and, yeah. some, and some people think that was by design some i mean some, there's, i mean there's a lot of conspiracy i, was, I won't go too. into that or anything no. but like uh, but uh, but that was the idea like all of a sudden like oh we have an enemy now we're united again you know what i mean right right um, and, and, i mean this is a this is something you see in culture throughout the years right i mean look people unite behind a sporting team right mm-hmm. you know you you watch sure um uh, I'll just use like basketball, right? You, you love the Lakers versus the Celtics, right? Sure. You're a Celtics fan. You're a Lakers fan. That's cool. Yeah, but when they put both of those guys on the same team and they go to the Olympics, everybody's together. You're back yeah, in yeah. USA. Team USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. USA. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, it happens on smaller scales, but and obviously these people aren't. I mean, yes, I guess we are self-governing, but you know, whatever. Yeah. But th- so this is this conspiracy on this is like this is how they bring in the new world order. Yeah. yeah, yeah this yeah, is yeah. how they unite the world with one well, religion. Yeah. This is. I mean, so there's a lot of weird stuff here. It's not just like oh, there's aliens and we're all gonna unite to fight them because if they're not really there, I don't know how you do that. Um, even though they said they're gonna do it with giant holograms and stuff, and we saw some cool holograms we saw, on the we, internet. We saw some cool holograms. Yeah. Like holographic technology it's is pretty intense, man. <laughs> it's gotten a lot better than it used to be. Yeah. Where like a kid, like a tiger walked up or a leopard walks up to the kid, and the kid tries to touch it, like because yeah. it looks like it's really there. Like that's, that's really that's cool, crazy, you know? dude. Um, and it's like that's uh, now that's some Spider-Man me. villain Mysterio level shit, man. Yeah, yeah. that's a good way to put that's it. That's kind of um, where we are, though. So, so I mean, I haven't seen any of these. I don't think in person. Uh, not that I would know, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I on the video, it looks pretty legit. You know, mm-hmm. the whale like jumps out of the gym floor, and the right. kids all freak out. Wow, you know. Um, so yeah, there's there might be some potential. I don't know how you upscale that to a massive. I, mean, I don't think it would projection. be that. I don't mean. I don't really know, man. Like, do you just do it over DC? Everybody gets scared, uh, and just, then it unites. Or do you have to do? everywhere oh uh, you know know, i don't i don't know like and it really just depends on uh the resources and everything hypothetically speaking of course right right this is all yeah way yeah this is this is kind of out there man i mean it's on wikipedia you can look it up for sure um but you know they got the theory they got the steps Mm -hmm. right they're gonna they're gonna break down of all archaeological yeah, knowledge through earthquakes that, that's oh kind of my, my thing i'm like all right do, do we have are we able to like control earthquakes now i don't know first thing said to happen would be numerous earthquakes in a variety of places that will reveal unusual items these items will be used by the united nations to support their coming lie to control people including to make people believe that they have previously misunderstood religious 
doctrine. This is meant to weaken humanity's faith in the current religion so that they can be more easily preyed upon. So that's apparently step yeah, one. Now, weird. I don't, if that's step one, then we haven't seen it so yet. I gotta, so, yeah. Hypothetically so, speaking. So the step one on, on, uh, is basically destroying religion. It, yeah, it's destroy, the, destroy religion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in the one I'm reading on, on Wikipedia, right? Um, or ra- no, ration. What now? Rational wiki. <laughs> Whatever, right? Sure. Uh, yeah. Highly credible site, I'm sure. Um, well, what about step two? Step is the two, gigantic a, space show. a giant light show and hologram simulating the second coming of Christ. So that doesn't make sense if you're going to make alien invasion... Yeah, I know. This there's is. I think. Well, different. I think there's different versions of uh, Project Bluebeam. This is. This one is to usher in. Oh no, no. The alien invasion comes last. Apparently, this oh, is okay. weird. This is really weird. So this one says that Bluebeam really takes off, and the projections will take the shape of whatever David deity is most prominent, and will speak in all languages. And at the end of this light show, the gods will all merge into one God, oh, the Antichrist. That's wild, dude. So okay. Thought this was about it. Um, yeah. Well, no, we're getting there. We're getting yeah. there. Um, it, 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 to the project line, the prophets in the sky. Then we go to number three: Dude, telepathic thought control by yeah, the Antichrist. On, this is wild, dude. I think I think maybe this was written by uh, maybe a Christian, like a Christian conspiracy theorist. So there's a there's a guy who specifically came up with this, I believe. Yeah. Um, uh, well, this yeah, this was back in the 1990s. Um, uh, I, I had his name so then earlier. they're then they're talking about using ELF or extra low frequency or VLF very low frequency uh, waves to brainwash people into believing that God is speaking to them directly. I don't think we have why that type of. Why wouldn't you use? Yeah, why wouldn't you UHF just use, or, yeah, I don't or know. VHF or you know like yeah this I, is, I don't know if you it, say if you say something that we're not usually using right? yeah and uh, there's reasons probably to use every every version of radio waves right mm-hmm. but the. Um, you know, like your TV was UHF and VHF, mm-hmm. like they just say a different HF <laughs> and then it sounds, or an F, you know, like, Oh, it's, no. this, it sounds exotic, but this muscle. is like, that's not controlling your brain. They're, they're yeah. just radio waves. Yeah. I mean, you can be influenced, but not directly controlled, I think. Um, but now when every, we get to everybody be an RC car, if that was the case, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, when we get to step four and this is where the aliens finally come into play. Okay. So like we're, and now if we're, we're seeing back this stuff, the... then we're, then it's, it's weird. Um, and this is uh, the guy, the guy who uh, predicted all this said in the year 2024, which we're we're almost there. Oh snap! In the year 2024, he wrote a Monist. global That's event it. will alter the course of mankind's future. The world will stand witness to a massive alien invasion. Thousands of projected projected holographic alien warships mm. will blanket the skies, sending people into a global panic. Yeah, they're gonna start shooting up. I don't know. And man. I don't mean like heroin. I mean like shooting the guns. See up in the now, air or something, for right? me, all of this, all of this is insane, except for the fourth one. The fourth, like that's the only part of that the I find at piece. all. Yeah, the alien, the staging an alien invasion. I well, mean, it's still pretty out there. It is pretty out there, but I think you could do. I think you could do it. You could do it for several reasons, right? And and that's really like, what would you use this for? Like to unite people under a common cause could mm-hmm. be good. It could be. It could actually. You know, everybody, I'm sure the bad guy thinks he's doing the right thing. You know? Sure. Um, I don't think you should take advantage of these people, but, or us, ourselves included. Uh, so they're like, I don't know, man. This is weird. 
Yeah, it's it's a little too out there for me. Um, it is. I don't know how it's really going to. But I think with, with all of these hearings and everything, I've just I've been seeing it pop up more and more. Like Project Bluebeam, Project Bluebeam, yeah, it's happening. Like, you know, are they just saying they're it's they're okay, trying to ready. prep us for a for a global invasion that they're good they're going to stage? Who are they? They talk a you lot, know, don't they? Them, yeah, those guys <laughs> and girls. Uh, they. They are out there. They yes. are. Yeah, yeah. It's the like, truth. The truth yeah. is out there, man. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, I fear change. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know if this would really work well because a lot of people would be like, "Nope, I'm going into my house." Well, yeah, and I'm there's, never there's been out. A, like the, I, the, the general consensus I've seen from people on social media after the, the UAP hearings, they're just like either like a this is total bullshit. Yeah. And it's a distraction. Or B, they're just like, dude, I'm, I'm struggling to pay my bills. Yeah. I don't give a shit about an alien invasion and right then, now. And then when you do see, like I mentioned with the Marines the other day or that saw that, whatever mm-hmm. the lights were, right? Yeah. Um, the one dude's like, this is it. Fuck it. It's over. Woo. Like, you know, yeah, it's just yeah. like, okay, that's like the people in the moment. But uh, y- yeah, I mean, times are kind of not great for everybody. So people are worried about other Yeah, things. I mean, that's the thing. And it's like, they're, the government's like, aliens are like, huh, groceries. I'm pretty Cast, sh- ca- cost of gas is skyrocketed, pretty man. Sure, you have to pay your rent and your is, credit card bills. I was going to say, the are the aliens going to pay my rent? Yeah. No, then if I don't care. Like the aliens come in and they do Fight Club and reset all the money. I doubt that's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I give this one a very low probability, but it hasn't happened yet, so maybe it's maybe it's all. May, or maybe we'll find out next year in next 2024 year. when the alien invasion starts, and we can just look up and be like, blue beam. Totally Project Bluebeam, man. Or yeah. not. I don't know. Weird. Yeah. A little weird. But anyways, that's, uh, that's is, just You know little... this is all based off of Gene Roddenberry, apparently. It's really? That's yeah, funny. That's, that's what this thing, the actual source of the theory comes from. John <laughs> Engel's book, Gene Roddenberry, The Myth and the Man Behind Star Trek. That, that is some funny stuff. Yeah. I mean, Star Trek's cool, you know? I mean, we, who, loves, who doesn't love Star Trek, man? I do. But if we want to go to the stars and look around and make first contact, <laughs> that's like a scientific possibility i'm mm-hmm. not saying first contact is but flying around space right yeah kind of in the realm of i mean it's science fiction but we're getting closer to that every day I that's would imagine. true um yeah that's pretty silly man yep well anyways on that note um, yeah I, I, hey yeah, i got I'm some news that. dude what's that i heard from uncle chuck no way i, he, I guess he's alive oh awesome let's yeah. check in with him yeah send it now retired down in Florida is where he lives. He's a dear old man with some advice to give. If you don't like it, then I guess you're out of luck. It's time for advice from your dear old Uncle Chuck. Uncle Chuck gives a f- Holy shit, man. When was the last time we had Uncle Chuck on the show, man? It's been man? a minute, man. It's been a minute. Uncle Chuck, you're alive! Hello? Yeah, I am. Uh, it, it's been a... Uh... It's been a time. Yeah, you went uh, all over. Very, like, I heard something about you were in witness protection or something for a while. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened at this shuffleboard court game that you went to with Helen, but apparently it went really, really bad, and we haven't had you on the show in, like, almost a month now. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the, the mob uh, had the fix in on, on the shuffleboard tournament. <laughs> you... Uh, <laughs> 
Well, I, I know it's hard for some people to believe, but yeah, yeah, they got their fingers in everything. Well, I, I, I played the voicemails that you left uh, in your absence and everything, so it sounds like things went kind of wild. Where did what? How'd you how'd you get out of that? Like, you're, apparently, you're you're back in Boca now, so apparently, you're not in hiding anymore. Yeah, well, uh, Helen and I we we swung by the villages. It's a uh, <laughs> very wonderful place. Sure. And uh, you know she she has some friends, mm-hmm. um, shall we say? And and we went to a uh, a, a gathering. Okay. And uh, as it turned out, one of the guys that was running the train on on our friend Mildred. Oh God! Oh, he, God. he and I. Uh, he, he he and I knew each other from from back when we did some uh, poker tournaments. Oh, and uh, okay. He is uh, he 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 is part of the uh, Cosa Nostra, so to speak. <laughs> okay. Well, there is no so to speak on that. I guess I just blabbed. Oh, oh well, if I die, well, please. Uh, I don't know what kind of trouble you're going to get into after everything that just went down, but uh, so he so your 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 and, old poker buddy helped you and, get out of it. Yeah, we uh, we we had a nice talk. I had to let him have a night with Helen. Um, oh god! But uh, she's a trooper. Oh gosh! Gross. She, she seemed uh, strangely into it. Oh uh, god! It was it was just for you, Uncle Chuck. She wouldn't have done it otherwise. Uh, it, just just for reference, just for reference, kiddo, this will help you when you get older. As I understand, you have a lady friend now. Uh, things are going very well. Thing, things are going well. My my. my 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 brother told me, and um, you know, I, I I'm very happy for you, and I would just like to give you a word of warning. Okay, this may not come up ever, but uh, Ben Gay is not lube. Oh, oh that burns your skin. Are you it? talking from experience, Uncle Chuck? Sadly, yes. Oh, ouch! That sounds painful. Not it, it is painful, I, I assure you. Oh God. Well, Uncle Chuck, we're we're glad you're back. Um, if you have some and you can keep on dispensing your weekly advice to us. If you have some uh advice uh that you want to hear from Uncle Chuck, just write us at zoomundo at outlook.com and uh, Uncle Chuck will answer your question. He will get your life straight. Yeah, maybe here on the air, maybe. <laughs> well, you know, he'll give you advice. I don't know what kind of advice it's gonna be, but it'll be advice. It will be wonderful advice earned through a life of experience, not reading fun books. Yeah. Oh man. If you wanna, if you wanna be living the uh, type of life in age seventy something that Uncle Chuck is living, then you know, follow his advice. Absolutely. Uh, And and I think that I will give one other free piece of advice. Do not laugh when someone tells you to throw a shuffleboard game. Just keep your head down and do it. It's for the best. <laughs> Throw okay. the shuffleboard game. Wise, that's, wise words. That's Uncle Chuck's advice. Uncle Chuck, glad you're back. Glad you're okay, buddy. Oh, thank you, kiddo. Uh, glad, glad you and Sport are doing well and still doing your Zoophilia podcast. And uh, it's you know what? Never mind. It's fine. It's fine. No, yep, yep. Zoophilia. That's it. We're doing the Zoophilia podcast. Thank you so much. For calling in, Uncle Chuck, and uh, we'll uh, we'll have some we'll have you chime in with some sage old advice for us next week, buddy. All right, tell tell uh, my brother's wife I said hello, and um, 
to smile for once. I'll, tell, I'll, I'll send I'll send my mother your love, Uncle Chuck. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. All, All right. right. Talk Bye to you later. Talk, talk to you next week, Uncle Chuck. Yep. All right. Yep. Bye. All right. That's uh, that's Uncle Chuck. Everybody, he's back. Unfortunately. So that's uh, yeah. It's, it's just shuffleboard. It's been, it's, I guess that's the moral of that story. It's just shuffleboard. It's just shuffleboard, guys. Who cares? That's uh, that's the the advice that Uncle Chuck would like to impart upon you this week. It's just shuffleboard. Yeah. Who cares? I care. I'm tired, dude. I'm I'm gonna crash. It was uh, sounds good. It was a uh, this was this has been a show a show of shows, man. Show of shows. Episode number fourteen. It's been it's been an interesting ride so far. God, I can't believe yeah. we've done this for fourteen episodes now. That's great. Seven's the one that uh, you got to get past. And now oh. we've doubled that. Oh, we've doubled it. All right. Well, yeah. you know, we'll just keep on going, man. Yeah, man. Nobody Who knows, knows where the road's gonna take us. I was gonna say how far we'll go, but oh, you know, yeah. we could go either way. You we know? go to space. We could go to space and get involved in Project Bluebeam, maybe. Uh, nah. I'll, I'll pass. <laughs> you don't want to be involved in some holographic aliens yeah, I'd or something. Hang out on the Starship Enterprise. You know? <laughs> hang out on SpaceX with uh, Jeff Bezos and William Shatner, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. That'd be fun, man. I wish I could totally go with no.